You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Abundant grace and mercy and peace are yours today in Jesus Christ, the beloved Son. Amen. So today we begin a, a journey, a journey through the Gospel of Mark. And that'll be the main source of our readings all the way through this, this church here. And Mark is the, is the shortest of the four Gospels, and it has the least amount of teaching and preaching of Jesus. It's very action-packed, action-oriented. The word immediately occurs 41 times in the book, peppered throughout. So there's, and there's kind of an economy of words, not a lot of elaboration on things or details, just, just uh, gets, gets right, right to it, right to the point. So it's like, like bang and the starting gun goes off, you know, game on. The Son of God, his ministry on earth is underway. Here it goes. The first verse of the whole book, just before our gospel readings, it just says that the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. No Nazareth, no Bethlehem, no angels, none of that. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It gets right into it, quotes Isaiah about the, the one make way in the wilderness and so forth, that little prophecy, and then boom, we're right into our, our reading. So that's, John, that's, that's Mark. Game on. Here we go. We're going to tell this story. Very, very dramatic how he, he lays it out. So there's so much packed into these Verses, verses 4 through 11 of chapter 1. I just want to key off of three words. Wilderness, water, and word. Wilderness, water, and word. So, you heard it just a few minutes ago, but I want, to, want you to hear it again. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and Jerusalem going out to him, being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. John's clothed with camel's hair, leather belt. He eats locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes one who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptized you with water, but he, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So, point number one, God works in the wilderness. God works in the wilderness. The verse just before this, it says that the king, the king is coming. It just says, uh, prepare the way of the Lord. And so, here we get right into it. The approach of the king, but it, the setting is very specific. It's John the Baptist, and he calls all the people to himself down in the desert. 
and he baptizes them. And they are flocking out to him from, from everywhere, it seems, out in the wilderness. Now, I think, just to, so we have a clear picture in our mind, when we think here in the Northwest, when we think of wilderness, you might think of something in the Blue Mountains or the Cascades, you know, something like that. But it's, it's better to think of desert, desert place, a place without, without what's needed for life. The basic sustenance uh, for, for life. It's a place of thorns. It's a place of uh, hunger and thirst. And, and loneliness, it's a place without. That's kind of the, the image. And we, we see that in, in scripture in other places. The, the, the wilderness, the desert is a, is a key place. It's where God meets Moses. Remember, it's out in the desert. And it's where um, God meets with his people Israel on Mount Sinai and makes a, a covenant with them. And just, just the place itself of a desert kind of suggests a message. And it's something like, um, you can't stay alive without God's intervention, without God breaking in. Desert, place without. So let's just step back from that and kind of broaden that out a little bit in thinking of um, our relationship with God. Do we tend to seek God more fervently when everything's going hunky-dory or when things are going south? Isn't it when we're running into trouble, running into difficulty, that we seek him. And that, that is the general way it works with people in all stages of life. We seek him when there's a hunger and thirst, when there's a lack, when what we were looking to, what we we're depending upon runs out. Whether it's our, 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 our looks, or our job, or our health, or our, a relationship. When what we were depending upon runs out, we look outside, we look toward, we look toward getting help outside of ourselves. And that's, that's the way God has wired us. Um, C.S. Lewis writes this in Mere Christianity to get this kind of picture in your mind. He writes, most people, if they really learned how to look into their own hearts, would know that they do want and want acutely something that cannot be had in this world. There are all sorts of things in this world that offer to give it to you, but they never keep their promise. The longings which arise in us when we first fall in love or first think of some foreign country or first take up some subject that excites us are longings which no marriage, no travel, no learning ever really satisfy. 
I'm not speaking about what ordinarily would be called unsuccessful marriages or trips and so on. I'm talking about the very best possible ones. There's always something we grasp at in that first moment of longing that always fades away in the reality. The spouse, spouse may be a great spouse. The scenery has been excellent. It's turned out to be a pretty good job. But what we really are looking for has evaded us. John calls people to, out to the desert that they might be aware of their lack, aware of their need. So we can realize that without, without God breaking in, we're dead. We need him. And so it's out in the wilderness that people come to him. We meet God. We meet the king. But God works in the wilderness. So action step with this point, just realize your need. Embrace your need. Acknowledge your need. Admit your need. Own your need. But secondly, God works in the water. Here are these verses again. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately saw the, the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son. John is out there baptizing. There had been washings among God's people in times past. When they would come to the temple or tabernacle, they were to wash their hands, or cleanse themselves, reminding them that they were in need of cleansing, that they were needy people. And so it's kind of a, a con, sort of a little ritual of, of sort of a confession and, and of uh, purification. They would wash themselves. But this is different, you notice? They don't come and baptize themselves. They come to be baptized by John. It's not something they do. John says, I baptize. And so people are flocking down there. It might be the, the scholars from up in the temple in Jerusalem. could be the tax collectors. It could be the, the farmers and the workers of all kinds, the craftsmen. It could be the, the down and out. It could be the prostitute. All were, were there lining up for him. They need acknowledging their, their need to receive something, to be fit to receive the king that you can't save yourself. It's hard to come to grips with that. Sometimes people be in, in, in need and you know they're nowhere with the Lord. They think, well, I need to be start going to church. 
well, that's good. But if they think, well, then God will owe me, then he'll start shaping up my life because I'm going to church. And see, then it's still, still about them. Still about them. It's a baptism of repentance, of acknowledging emptiness and need. It's a baptism of forgiveness of sins. We get a foretaste of it in the Old There's a beautiful couple verses in Ezekiel. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules." So can you just picture this? John is there and the people are, are lining up to come to him. Must have been quite a scene. And then what Mark says, Jesus shows up. What does he do? He gets in line. He steps in line. That must have been something. Jesus gets in line. He's, he's identifying himself with that long line of people. He's showing sol solidarity with the sinful humanity. He's including himself with them. He's standing with them in the line. And that, that's a a preview, a, a prefiguring of something we're going to see at the end of the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus does that to the ultimate degree, and that's on the cross. That's on the cross where he so identifies himself with us and our corruption that he's rejected in the Father's eyes as sin. And here we see that beginning, him getting in line with the sinful humanity that's lined up out there. See, Jesus joined us in his baptism so that we can join him in our baptism. Jesus joined us in his baptism so that we can join him in, his, in our baptism. What did we just hear from Romans chapter 6? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. 
Jesus gets in line. He joined us, so we join, be joined to him in our baptism. So the action step with, with first one, God works in the wilderness, realize, acknowledge your need. The action step with this, God works in the water, remember your baptism. Celebrate your baptism. Thank God for your baptism. Come back to your baptism. Thirdly, God works in the word. Verse 11, and a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Some of you are going to be watching uh, football this afternoon. One of you wishes you were watching it now. <laughs> Montana's playing. It's a huge thing for, for Jim. He's making the, the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> so what do you have? You usually have two, two guys. Uh, one is the announcer. They're lined up in this kind of a formation. And, and the defense is lined up this way and this and that. And then, and then there's the snap. And... Play unfolds this way, and they gain three yards or whatever. But the other guy, the other guy, he's the color commentary guy. And when it's all done, he says, oh, did you see what that linebacker did? He was the key to this whole thing, and he stopped this whole thing and made the, you know, and, and then you see, and you see a replay of it, and you say, oh, I saw that, but I, now I really see, now I get it. Wow. Now I get it, wow. So we, we have this voice. It's sort of like the color commentator. We see Jesus being baptized, okay. But what's going on? It's this voice, God is speaking. And God, this is interesting. God is quoting God's word. <laughs> God is quoting God's word. You are my son. We had that in a reading just a couple weeks ago from Psalm 2. Psalm 2 is, a, is kind of a, a, a declaration, God's declaration against the anti-God forces. It's right at the beginning of the whole psalmody. The nations rage against God and God laughs. He says, I've got my son. You are my son. But then the word beloved is added to it. And that reminds us of another father-son situation. Genesis chapter 22, God tells Abraham, sacrifice your son, your beloved son. Now, think of the story, how that turned out. God, God prevented or stopped Abraham from doing that and requiring that of him. But he did not cease to require it of himself. 
he gave up his son. He, Romans 8 says, he who did not spare his own son, but offered him up for us all, will he not also with him freely give us all things? He did not spare his own son, his beloved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then the phrase, with you I am well pleased, that's from Isaiah chapter 42. Behold, my servant, my chosen one, in whom my soul delights. It's the first servant song. The fourth servant song, the last one, that's the one that says, he was smitten, afflicted, crushed, cut off, he bore our griefs, he's a ransom for many. This is the servant, the beloved one, in whom my soul delights, who will also be the ransom for many. So here we have the, the whole arc of the Gospel of Mark. Arc of the Gospel of Mark. I love that. So that here in these words, we, it, you know, we hear the colored commentary so that we can say, oh, I get it. And we can say, wow, what God is up to. God works in the word. God works through the word. God fulfills his word. God fulfills his promises. All the words of God come together. And here we have kind of a, a new creation happening. What did we hear in Genesis chapter one? You have uh, God and you have God speaking the word. Jesus is the word. And you have the spirit fluttering over the water. It's the same picture that's here. You have the voice, you have the sun, and you have the spirit fluttering over the water. It's a new creation. This is a game on the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God works in the wilderness, in the water, in the word and the Word made flesh. Let's pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, what an exciting moment is depicted here in these few verses. Oh, we thank you that it's written there for us, that we might see how you work and what you do, and that we might rejoice and apply it to our lives and lay hold of it and give thanks to you. Oh, may we be people who rejoice in our baptism. May we be people who are encountering the word made flesh and the word written, even as we go through times in the wilderness, day by day. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. We thank you for listening and we invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmaus.org. P-A-S-C-O dot org.
Thank you.